Alright, and we're back with another B- BT podcast. Um, there hasn't been one in a while, just because I've been extremely busy and just haven't been able to get to it, and also, like, other things have been going on, so I haven't been well enough to do it. I, I do suffer from some issues every once in a while, but, um, I'm actually here with Andre in a, uh, bit of a, we're, we're, we're kind of road tripping at the moment, and... Road trip? Hello, everybody. <laughs> um... He, he wanted to do um, a podcast, and I said, all right, I'm, I'm feeling it. This is the moment to do it. There's nothing else to do. So, here we are. So, when you say you've had a lot going on, Stephen, what comes to mind for me is, like, there's more, it seems like, there's more to manage out in the world being trans. So you know, like normal quote-unquote everyday things like wearing a shirt and, you know, going to the bathroom and all those types of things, they might be nothing for some trans folks, but boy, even some very quote-unquote simple things can really take time and energy and effort when it's not safe to be who you are out in the world. When you don't feel safe being you out in the world, right? Wouldn't you say that? Oh yeah, definitely. I'll say my, my life may be weird and like eccentric and awkward but it would be much less so and I I can admit it'd be easier if I wasn't trans it definitely would be right because I I can't tell you how stressful it is like going out every day and like so like let's you know worrying about that kind of stuff so let's go there because like you do it every day so you're not present to like all those things so let's just talk about them like start with the first thing like that's not easy for you that quote-unquote might be easy for a, a cis, het, normative person. I would say one thing that's not easy for me is just getting dressed in the morning. Like you said, picking out a shirt. Like, you... Because sometimes it might not be as big of a deal, and other times it might be. It it all depends on your mood, and also just clothes in general. Like, how can you dress that day to make sure that you are one, happy with yourself, and two, won't get hurt by someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yes. it's like this weird thing where it's like safety but also comfort. And a lot of the time, I'll end up just dressing like complete human garbage because I'd rather look like shit than like wear something that I'd feel uncomfortable in. Uh-huh. Because a lot of the times, I think the biggest issue is feeling like you don't pass in something. You can like a piece of clothing as much as you want, But if you feel like you don't pass in it, like if you don't bind well in it, or if you feel like if you're if you're a woman, if you are a trans girl, if you feel like it doesn't make your boobies look nice, then you aren't gonna want to wear it, even if it's like a really nice piece of clothing and you wish you could and you really want to wear it, like you aren't gonna wear it just for the sake of you know trying to pass or because it accentuates a feature you don't like about yourself. But with, you know, cis, cisgender and heteronormative people, they don't really worry about that. They just put on a shirt and go, and usually if something like that bothers them, they're just like, ah, oh, whatever. They don't have to worry about it as much. They don't have to worry about hiding things or accentuating things. I mean, unless they're, you know, trying to be formal or 
dressing appropriately to a setting or something, it's not as big of a deal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oftentimes what we think is so personal to us is actually not personal, and many other people have the same experience and feel it. Um, and so, when we're talking about wearing clothing that feels appropriate for how we identify, um, you know, for some people it doesn't matter. For some people it really does matter. You know, there's a whole spectrum. So, you know, there's that to consider. Um, I know for me, one of the opportunities that I have in operating out in the world is when people are purposefully mean to me that know me <laughs> and they purposely misgender me. Like, that's something I'm still moving through and not giving a shit or a fuck about. If people purposely are mean to me, like, I don't want to care anymore, you know? And I do. Sometimes it's still hurtful, but, you know. See, you and I have a very different approach. I I have this thing where I, I get, like, super angry and I'm pissed off. Uh-huh. And then you're just like, eh. I, I mean, it's, it's like that one story about, like, the guy who came to the Buddha and he, he was talking some shit. And then the Buddha was like, um, well, that's your problem, man. <laughs> the thing is, it's just I... Somebody was talking smack to the Buddha? Yeah, did, yeah. What did, never he, do? Heard what that did story? he say? No. I, it, he was like, "Oh, you're just like a, you're a sham, you're fake, you're not like a real prophet or whatever." And he was just all pissed off about nothing in particular. He was just pissed off because, you know, the Buddha's being the Buddha. And then um, the Buddha was like, "When you give someone a gift and they don't accept it, whose gift is it?" And then he's like, "Oh, well, then it's freaking, it's yours. It's." If you're the one who got it, then it's yours. And then he's like, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like a matter of that being your anger to hold on to then. I'm like, understandable, mm. but also I'm pissed off. Right? Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm an angry person. And it's not so much as me being angry for the sake of being aggressive. It's just I'm defensive and I want to defend myself because I want to speak okay. out and be, you know and not let people step on me but at the same time I know it's not gonna do me any good I know for me you know you know we all get hurt and well most of I don't know maybe somebody doesn't out there but um, you know for me one of the things I've learned that's been a really great tool operate you know being trans out in the world is um, being myself is um, <clears throat> there's this spectrum of passive right on up to aggressive so when so something happens and then there's our reaction to it so the more space we can create between something happening and realizing we have a choice about how we're gonna respond which is free fucking will right so what are we gonna do somebody calls me a you know she right so that happens and then boom the more space I can create between them saying that and my awareness that I can clearly choose how I want to respond the more free I am the more peaceful I am the more happy I am so it's about creating space it's about having there 
be as you know as much of a gap there as possible mind the gap right mm-hmm. um, and you know what sometimes I react like that snap other times somebody says something and I do take a breath and realize that they're coming from a place that it's all about them uh, you know work in progress so there's this thing called passive aggressive scale and so like an example would be I really desire a raise at work okay mm-hmm. so if I was going to be passive about it I would walk around pacing and think in my mind boy I really want to raise I really want to raise it's been five years I really want to raise it'd be nice if I had a raise why don't they see me why don't they acknowledge me why don't they tell me why don't they give it to me I don't understand it's not fair da, 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 right so that's very passive like never even opening your mouth just letting it mull around in your mind you see I have a passive like on the inside I'm aggressive but like on, on the outside, I, I just say nothing and completely ignore the situation. Like, that's the thing. I don't actually do anything. I just feel very deeply about it. Okay. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yes. And then there's the other end of the spectrum, which is aggressive. So, same example. You, it's been five years. You feel like you deserve a raise at work. And you just go off. And <laughs> you just go, I want to raise. How come I haven't got a fucking raise yet, right? And then all of a sudden the person's like, whoa, what the fuck, right? So there's passive and then there's aggressive. And then, ta-da, there's this middle road called balance. Yes, called assertive. So assertive is the ability to operate out in the world and make requests. Write that down, everybody. We all have the right to make requests. And if we do it appropriately, it's the willingness to receive a yes or a no, right? Um, so passive, aggressive, and then right up the middle is assertive. So learning how to be, how, learning how to assert ourselves appropriately is uh, learning how to communicate, learning how to make requests. We have the right to make requests in this world. Like, I remember when I first learned that, it's like, oh my God, I can ask for something? Well, not only can you ask for something, but you can outrageously ask for it. We're, we're, it's about equality. So assertiveness. It's it's actually really funny. I I'm not gonna lie. When it comes to making requests, I've only really realized recently that I should make requests for things. Uh huh. Because I'm I'm not gonna lie. Everything that I have that's nice is given to me. Like all of the clothes I have that don't look like complete garbage or have holes in them, those were gifts from people who knew I needed them. And I've only just now really come to the realization that it's okay for me to, like, request help or request something I may need from someone okay, so without let- feeling like a complete dick. And that's what being assertive is. It's doing something that is completely, like, unbiased, but for your interest. Yes. Like, we have a right to our best interest, and no one else is going to look out for us except ourselves, really. Like, nobody really knows what we need, like, truly, except ourselves, except our own hearts. So it's the courage to be willing to ask for what we desire. And it takes guts. It's fucking vulnerable. So we're going to put this challenge out to all the listeners, and we will do the same, Stephen and I, is in the next 24 hours, right, let's become aware of where it is, an opportunity is going to arise, I promise you, where you can be assertive, assert yourself, and ta-da, make a request. So it'll come to you, and then you can, 
you can preface it with, I have a request, right? Start there and then say it. So let's all take that on. And the next day, we're going to make a request and assert ourselves. I have a request to God to give me a corn dog right now. <laughs> I'm just joking, y'all. But um, well, the Buddha could. He can make yes. you one with everything. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I had to do it. But um, actually, it's it's funny. Like coming to that, I just I feel like another thing that trans people deal with on on the daily. I don't know why. But I feel like this is definitely universal, that all trans people, at, at least once a day, feel extremely embarrassed by or about something. Yeah? Well, can you give an example? Like, if you haven't had your name changed yet, like, in my situation, you'll, you're gonna feel fucking super embarrassed and upset if someone asks for you by that name and you don't respond, mm. and then, like, you know, it's all weird. Or you're going to feel embarrassed when you have to verify your ID and they think that you're trying to commit credit fraud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or, you know, just things like that. Or you're just going to feel embarrassed if someone maybe misgenders you or references something being feminine or masculine about your appearance or clothing. You're going to feel embarrassed by or about something. I'm so glad you shared that because, man, we all think that's so personal. But so many of us go through that. I can't tell you how many of my friends I've talked to have that experience, and it's just awful. Yeah. It's like, it's like your whole, like, body just sinks in on itself, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, th this is it. I'm just gonna die here. That's it. My bed's made. I'm laying it. All right, so here's the thing. So life happens, right? Boom. Someone calls you by your name that you don't desire to be called to. So that's what happens. Now, boom, can we create space? How are we going to react to it? We feel how we feel about it, right? It does, but we are not our feelings. So what can we do? Like, uh, you know, it sucks and that's life. So what can we do? I'd, I'd say just come up. Um, this is one thing my, my lady does. She just comes up with different ways of looking at it like, and, and makes jokes out of it. Okay. And I could admire that because she's a very humorous person and she knows how to take things lightly. And honestly, in my situation, like me and my friend were talking about, you know, our bodies and personal things and we both happen to be trans. And so we kind of came up with our own word for our parts and it, the word is man cave. But I, I think you can all <laughs> understand what it means. But it's just kind of coming up with things to universally maybe describe <laughs> yourself or understand a situation. I love it. Or be able to just look at it from a different perspective. There's just no... to be able to establish something that can separate the embarrassment from the topic. Because if you make it That's laughable right. or yes. to yourself or you make it understandable to yourself, then it becomes less embarrassing. I so agree. There's no greater power in the world to diffuse darkness, negativity, and shit than humor. Also, it's so healing. Here, let me put it this way. Okay, so who else imagine... is gonna say man cave? That's so creative. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> okay, that's the thing. What I what I what I mean is also it takes brilliant intelligence to be witty like that. Okay, go ahead. Okay, think about it in the perspective of this. Like when it comes to embarrassing situations, you hear that your friend 
that someone has pissed their pants, like right next to you. Okay, done that. Well, okay. Um, I'm not going to be Andre, ashamed about it. <laughs> I love you, but please, please don't pee on me. <laughs> okay, I won't. Okay, but um, what I mean is, there's no context to that situation. So it's like, oh, fuck, like, oh, that's embarrassing. Now, to add context, the person who has pissed their pants next to you is like three years old. Boom! It's no longer embarrassing because okay. they're a three-year-old. Now let's say... Okay, now I'm out on a limb. I'm embarrassed because I'm... No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> but... Well, no, well Andre, I mean... <laughs> but what I'm saying is, um, to add context, someone is at the bank and, you know, they have to look at your ID or whatever or do your credit thing. And they're just doing their job, and if anything, they might be embarrassed having, like, you know, called you out and embarrassed you in front of the entire bank, and, you know, they might go home thinking, oh, shit, I'm such an asshole. Or they might get reprimanded by their boss, or their friends may laugh at them because they're embarrassed or whatever that they were, like, fucking with somebody. Yes. Or, you know, you know, it, it's just things like that might be embarrassing for them, but also, you know, it might be embarrassing just because they might be just being openly ignorant and you just have to think of it that way. Like, if they're willing to display this much, like, arrogance in public, like, they're making a jackass out of themselves, then, like, obviously it's more embarrassing for them. Like, they should feel ashamed of it when they're older, you know? Yes. Whether they're already, like, 30-year-old, 30 years old or something, they should feel bad about it when they're 90, like, have, wake up in cold sweats about it, you know? Yes. It's just thinking of it in terms like that. Just like putting, like putting out the embarrassment. You gotta like just think of it in different terms or different ways and contexts that make it less embarrassing. Yes. And when we have shame, there is one tool that will heal that, and that is empathy. And I what is empathy? Going, I was going to say butterfingers, but you it's got me there. <laughs> it's listening. Empathy is listening. So a great way to heal our shame, which is internalized stigma, is having somebody listen to us. Asking a therapist or a friend. And also a great way we can heal others' shame is to listen. A lot of times we think a conversation, having a conversation legit is talking and then talking more. But there's this whole world in a conversation called listening. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I think listening is just extremely important, and when it comes to everyday, like, trans activities, I feel like you have to listen a lot more because you have to be careful about things, but also, I, I just want to say, when I'm out with trans friends, I find myself having to listen to them a lot more closely because the thing is, we actually create social cues between each other to let each other know if a situation is uncomfortable, or if we feel unsafe, or if we're actually having a good time. We actually have this, like, complex inner language. Right. So and, listening and, and has become like, a huge part of my life as a trans person. And that's like bing, 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 right? Like, we forget that's a whole other thing that we have to deal with in the world that cishet folks don't, which is, you know, our survival, communicating, staying fucking safe. So if someone comes at us... We match that energy back. And also, just listening to other people we don't even know. Again, like, tuning into cues and just listening very closely 
to make sure that you understand the context of what they might be saying or might be trying to convey to you. Yes. Because that, that stuff's really important. It's, it's for your safety. It's for everyone's safety, really. But, yeah, it's just, it's just stuff like that. Like, you may think someone is completely and totally fine, but if you aren't really clued in to what, to what they're doing and what they're saying, then, oh my god, Andre, you're crickets. <laughs> if, if you aren't really tuned into that, then you may not understand what's actually going on. Like, I, I, I don't know if I, if I mentioned this before, but, on the podcast, I mean, but, um, the time me and my group of trans friends were out, and we were in Delan, and we were, we narrowly escaped being assaulted, like, I was really tuning in to some cues, and I was trying to alert my friends to it, but they weren't, we weren't in the environment where they could properly pay attention to the situation, and we got ourselves into a dangerous situation. And it's just one of those things where you really have to just pay attention in your everyday life to ensure that you don't end up in those kinds of situations where they have the potential to blow up and become, like, important or serious. Yeah, so that's like baseline survival when someone's coming at you. And then there's other opportunities, you know, when it's not so aggressive. It's It wasn't even that aggressive at first. Right. It's it's that the reasoning is because you have to read into the buildup and get out of there before it gets like that. Like you can tell when someone's doing a buildup if you, you know, learn the cues and you listen. And you can tell if that's just if it's just a baseline. Yeah, and so what I want to point out is that a cis normative person doesn't have to deal with any of that. So that skill in and of itself, again more energy that it takes to operate sometimes as trans in the world when you don't feel safe. When you feel safe, it's a whole other story. Exactly. Another thing I feel trans people struggle with, especially I think like in the workplace, uh-huh, is proving yourself to be <coughs> of feminine or masculine quality. Yes. Like I work and I lift I heavy shit all day. Right. So I constantly push and press, especially if I'm with male coworkers, to lift the heaviest shit or do the hardest job, even though it hurts sometimes. I know. Why do we do that, right? It's not necessary. It's, I think it's, it's more so, it's not even us trying to prove something to other people. It's more so trying to prove something to ourselves. Yeah. We, we get so wrapped up. We, we really want to just make it, like, prove to ourselves, because I remember, um... Something that someone, I'm not going to like go into depth on personal stuff right now, but someone had once said to me, like, women will never, ever be able to do the same things that men can do, and I'll never forget when I was younger and my brother um, could do this one thing, I think it was like lifting some kind of object to be able to pull a plow in a field, and she said she wanted to do it so bad and she tried it and she couldn't do it. And that's when she knew that, like, women were inferior or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck? Right. Like, and that, like, partially just fuels me to, like, constantly do all of the shit that she said that I couldn't do. Right. And The old, the old women are inferior uh, 
narrative that humankind is transcending today. It's 2019. And again, it's sad because women, I see women who push that onto themselves. And I'm like, no, if you just tried harder and you worked for it, you could totally do it. Yeah. Well, and and the secret is, is women really do, the goddess energy really does run the world. And, you know. That's Andre's thing. I don't know much about the <laughs> goddess energy, but I know that... Women. Women women have... Women can do a lot more things can I can, than I can do. I can tell you, they at are, heart and have, soul... They have the picker. And the men know... Some men... Well, I won't get into that. <laughs> heart, soul, and body. I am, I am definitely a man. And anyone who knows me will know this. Because I stink. And I'm gross. <laughs> And I don't clean my room, and, like, I just forget shit, and, like, I'll be like, I don't know how to fucking shop, like, I don't know how to do things. Like, me and, like, my female friends are two very different entities. It's a whole inquiry called, what is it to be a man, right? It's interesting. It's an interesting conversation. Well, I'll, I'll get into that, because, again, it plays into our topic of, like, things that we worry about, but, again, there's been studies showing that, like, male brain and female brain is definitely a thing and trans people express the brain of their preferred gender and that's just based on like neurological patterns Uh and stuff from ct scans and psychological testing and analysis but there's definitely a difference between the male brain like the male presenting brain and the female presenting brain because i feel like female presenting brains are super detail oriented a lot of them are like highly abstract thinking I feel okay like if you have more feminine tendencies you have more abstract thinking and you have these like detailed patterns and like like you can assess situations more because I can tell you having female managers my store that I work at is more well managed than any of the stores in our area which are all run by men Uh huh. and that's the reason because they, they're just so focused on that kind of thing. Right. And men are more so focused on these at-hand basic goals and tasks. And I can say I'm one of those people. I, I focused on whatever's ahead of me, and I just fucking I go for it, like freight train style. I'm just like, oh, I'm chugging along. <laughs> freight train style. But any of my female fa- friends and trans female friends, they have like these whole, like this whole in-depth like thing where they're just like fucking on five different levels 50 moves ahead of me and also they showered that's so (laughs) and they showered too top of it that's so beautiful isn't that beautiful just what you described oh what do you mean well just that whole the whole thing you said they're on different levels all at once and it's just a beautiful thing well yeah I just think there's something I mean both both are beautiful both and both both approaches we'll call them yeah they're both valid and beautiful I'm just saying, like, it's not... There is definitely a a difference between the presenting genders and how our brains tend to function. And so I think that when you have that male-presenting brain in this non-masculine body, or if you, you know, other way around, you're gonna have... These tasks are going to be intensely impeded, and, like, these ways of thinking are going to be impeded because you have so many other things to account for. Like, I want to be simple. I want to get up and just, you know, do shit in the morning and, you know, get whatever done. 
and sometimes that gets put on hold or something because I have trans things to attend to because my brain's like, oh, you gotta remember to specifically put this on or do this uh -huh. so that you can start the day. Right. And, you know, it's just things like that. Yeah. It's, it, it severely can, like, affect whatever pattern you've developed or whatever way you like to do things or solve things. So, you know, it's just, you know, the brain at war with the body. You can never change the brain to fit the body. That is, that is my one philosophy. You can't change the mind to fit the body because minds aren't malleable. Like, if you have a person, they're going to have a personality, and their brain's just going to do its own thing. Bodies, bodies are changeable. They're malleable. You can do whatever you want with your body. You can pierce it. You can tattoo it. And you can do hormones, and you can do surgery, you can do whatever makes you happy. You could get lip injections, and facial surgery, and whatever else you want in your life. Mm -hmm. And then there's another aspect, the soul. So, that's, you know, I'm not gonna say anything more about that, just, yeah. you know, that's just something for all of us to contemplate. I mean, I'll, I'll say a little something about it. The, the soul, to me, I'm, I'm not a super spiritual person, and that... Well, the thing is, I have deeply spiritual roots, but I'm at heart a skeptic and logic thinker in my mind, and again, that's just kind of that male pattern of thinking where it's just like, ah, whatever, do whatever's in front of you and get it done, who gives a shit about anything else, but it's just kind of this thought that, like, there's, I feel like there's definitely an energy to people, and though I don't necessarily... I guess, believe in a soul most of the time. I do think that deep down, whatever is within me has just been around for a while and it's just having a hard time right now and you can't change whatever it is that's within you. You know? There's just this baseline energy that you have and that's just what you're always going to have. Well, I hear you that that's where you're at with it right now. Yes. Like, there's always just, like, every human just has this base, like a general base of who they are and what they are, and that's just how it is. And that's one reason I think you just can't, you know, change the mind to fit the body. Because the soul is basically that, that setup. It's that setup of, well, this is what you got, work with it. An interesting viewpoint. I can tell it differs from yours entirely <laughs> by the way you lean back and you're like, mmm, sucking on your teeth there. But I understand just because I, I don't know, I, no, I got I, weird viewpoints. No, I just, I hadn't heard that before. It's just something, I hear you, something to contemplate. I think it's important that we all respect one another's viewpoints, especially in the trans community amongst one another. How you do you and how I do me may be completely different, and guess what? I respect you. I, I can say the same thing, yes. except if you're a Nazi. Okay. Just please reevaluate your views. I'm not gonna... I, okay, I will trash you for it. No Nazis. Okay. Just stop. <laughs> but, um... And I just say that because I... I don't know. That, that's just not a safe way of thinking. It's just not safe. Mm. Like, you, like, 
if if you have any any amount of that kind of negativity or superiority, it's not safe for yourself or anyone else. Uh huh. Like that's why it's so important to respect each other in our opinions. Yes. But at the same time, to protect each other from harmful opinions. Like if someone is being extremely aggressive or has this certain kind of way of thinking that might harm those around them in a group, you have to alert them to it and maybe even negotiate or discuss it with them because it's important that they learn to evaluate their views and also consider others' views. Yes. Either you keep and like Kate Born- or- Like Kate Bornstein says, do whatever you need to do to stay alive, just don't be mean. And Kate, yeah, Kate, yes, Kate Bornstein is one of our trans. She's called Auntie Auntie Kate. Kate Bornstein. If you ever want to look her up, she's one of our trans uh, pioneers. I think I think I've I've followed her on Twitter a bit. She's she's a very insightful person, very positive person. She is, and she's starting a webinar series this Monday night, February eleventh, two thousand and nineteen. It's a free webinar series. Kate Bornstein. Trans, just for the fun of it. Oh, damn, that <laughs> promo! <laughs> so I'm going to participate, but anyway. All right, so we're going to wrap it up for today. I think that's been a, uh, a good time. It's been a b- good podcast. And Oh, let's give our email. Oh, yeah. Again, going to plug the email. It is beyondtrans at gmail.com. B-Y-O-N-D. And T-R-A-N-S at gmail.com. So if you ever have any questions or anything you want to know or want to let us know, or if you want to share stories and stuff or opinions on old podcasts, just just email me. I'm, I'm open for it. I may not respond immediately. I got, I got shit to do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you do. But I will respond as soon as possible. He's amazing. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> <laughs> I got it in. The game. Anyway, <laughs> bye, y'all. Bye, we love you.